This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, November the 29th, 2022, episode 411. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your weekly source for the latest in and around the video game industry with our little bit of common sense political flair thrown in. Sometimes, time to time, other times, it's the entire show. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. You can also visit my website, nickcraig.com, and check out my day job, which is host of Wilmington's Morning News here across southeastern North Carolina, the greater Wilmington area. You can find that out there. And, of course, our website, infectionpodcast.com. Brian, this has become an ongoing segment of guest. Oh, never mind. I see it now. The the it's the Witcher. I I didn't. I when I had it, you you were, had your chair slid over. I, I couldn't tell who you were, but now you are the Witcher. Brian with an I Aldrich. Hello, uh, Brian. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing wonderfully, and hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving this past week. Uh, if you want to find me on the internet, though, you can find me at Brian Aldrich on Gab, Parlor Getter, Truth Social, and at Boise Computer on Twitter. If you want to go find some of the things, you can go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. And, of course, to find us or maybe figure out what we're doing on the Internet, go to infectionpodcast.com because we have our Discord server there, which is an excellent way to contact us directly. And so if you're looking for maybe to give us a news topic, something that you think we should be talking about in the next show, just jump into our Discord server and toss a link there to the uh, to whatever it is, and we'll review that before the live show starts. Also, we've got 11 ARC servers going, so maybe you want to play over the holiday, have some time off or something. Uh, and we've got a Conan Exile server that's that's running. So the perfect place to play some games. Talk, we got In there, we talk some politics. If you want to be a part of that, you can uh, request to be added to certain groups because we have our ARC group, uh, channels that are hidden for there. We have a politics. We have all kinds of different places you can check it out. But jump on their first star website and you can find those. If you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch and YouTube. Of course, those are live and after the fact, but if you're going to be listening to it, you got to wait till the show's done. So at the lower right-hand side, pick whatever platform or device you want to listen to the show on. A lot of different methods to do that. And then, uh, and then if you're going to be listening to that, perfect thing you could do is jump onto the show notes while you do that because we got links for everything that maybe you want to see while we're doing the live show. Uh, and, and on there, we have reference materials, YouTube links, uh, all kinds of different sources for whatever we're talking about. And if you're listening, it's a perfect little companion to that. Uh, we have a video and audio player built into there as well, which makes it nice and easy to either listen or to watch the show. And if you're going to be, and uh, also if you want to support the show, you can do that up top in the menu or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Brian. Did you have a chance to watch the full interview that uh, we covered part of last week with the uh, former Triple R CEO on Tucker Carlson? I think I watched 90% of it. I watched okay. almost to the end and I got pulled away. So like the last 10%, but yeah, I, I sat down from the beginning and watched almost all of it. Before we get into anything, uh, I want to just kind of recap this. So last week we covered a little bit about, um, because the interview had just uh, aired uh, as we were um, pretty much coming on the air yesterday, or uh, excuse me, last week. And it was a story about the Tripwire CEO. His name was John, His name is John Gibson. He was the CEO of Tripwire Interactive until he put out a tweet about um, supporting a Texas 
pro-life bill or something that was passed in the Texas General Assembly. Yeah, some heartbeat law bill that they had in the Texas General Assembly. So he was a uh, a supporter of that, and uh, he got canceled for it. Um, Watching the whole interview, I was my blood was boiling when it was done. I was so angry and so frustrated. And, and so sad. I had all these, and obviously I don't know this gentleman at all, and I'm not pretending that that, that I do, um, yeah. but it was so frustrating to listen to the treatment of this guy and how his friends for 20 years just completely shipped him down a river with no paddle and just kicked him out to the curb. And to hear his story about how he was just a, how he was just a modder, and I didn't realize they won some epic game contest back in the early 2000s yeah, no that either knew none of this information and it and it yeah. was just so sad to see that this is the state of the video game industry i would recommend everybody check it out it was on tucker carlson today last week um somebody posted a link to it in our discord um for for, for uh, to, to view it um and it, it's it's did what was your impression of of watching it? Because that 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 was mine. Yeah. Well, first of all, just when they talk about the tweet, when we did play part of that um, last week, when they talked about just how non-aggressive the tweet was, how because you and I, you know, we've seen the the tweets and the posts and everything from a lot of these video game game developers that are on the opposite side of the political spectrum. And have to put up with, with all kinds of comments about our, our about the president at the time, about our stance on uh, immunizations, whatever it is. Like we've had everything thrown at us, uh, and to where we don't even really say anything. And res- we didn't for quite a long time on this show, especially say anything in response. But th- but when them just kind of going over, you would say, well, what what else did he say? What else did he do that would uh, make it to where there was just so unheard of that he should be able to stay on with this company because he, what he said is how probably a majority of a, a lot of people feel a lot of just kind of more no, not super political because he didn't seem to be super political as no. far as a person nope not at it's all just in his opinion he feels that uh you know once the baby has a heartbeat he felt like that was a good law to have um you know there are some who believe that you know no matter what even birth control you go some religions will say birth control is even bad right Mm. uh he wasn't saying that he was saying oh i you know i agree with what our state voted to have be the law for abortion here and he you know he lives in what texas uh was where that state was and yeah and that's the thing that that for me that really hit home He's not even a resident of Texas. He uh, is a resident of Georgia, I believe, or at least is now. Um, and and yeah, so I I, uh, I would highly recommend you watch it. I think it 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 showed it showed a lot of the true character of of, of a lot of people. Um, yeah. And he also you know showed a lot of grace and the intolerance. Saying, you know, I, that's the issue. Tolerance. There's the, there's well yeah. there's intolerance on the opposite side because look, he just has a slightly different view than you do. Correct. Um, and, and, and tolerance is being able to stand people that have different views than you. That's why for libertarians, you know, I say, I say I'm a libertarian because I, you can go with, with hardline uh, Republican 
they don't think you should have be able to do the opposite of what they feel right that's what that's what a, and the same thing a, a de- hardline democrat like my way's the right way you have to come to where i am well but as a libertarian which uh you know i i think is kind of the safer way to be because it doesn't matter which side of the political spectrum are you're still safe right uh mm-hmm. is you have the right to believe different than me and i have the right to believe different than you and guess what i'm not going to try to kill you for it or take your job Ta-da! That, and I think that that's what we're going to have to get to because you look at things like this, when you have these very polarized views on things where uh, the reason that I kind of started moving towards being libertarian where I grew up very much you know, conservative, Christian conservative, is that I realized that sometimes I'll, the, my side will be in power and sometimes your side will be in power. And I don't think it's fair to sit there and try to force you to do everything that I want while I'm in power if I don't want to be willing to be forced to do what you want when you're in power. So I have to be willing to give up a little bit to have some mercy put on me as well. And that, and that's the thing that I think they need to, we need to get more of in this country because we've lost what libertarian is and it's turned into the pot smoking party, right? <laughs> it's no longer about, it's no longer about freedom and you, you know, you having the freedom to be different than me. Um, and, but I think that that's what we need in this country is a little bit of what we used to have. It used to be there were the liberals and there was the, you know, the Republicans and, you know, they kind of went back and forth here and there, but you were still allowed to be one or the other. And it seems now that from one side's view, you're not allowed to be Republican and still have a job in certain industries or to be able to do certain, be in Hollywood or whatever it is, you know, you're an outcast at that point. I don't think that's healthy at all. Now, I, I would tend to agree with you. Uh, again, the interview was on Tucker Carlson Today. It surrounds um, John Gibson, who was the former CEO and one of the founders, actually, and the majority owner of uh, Tripwire Interactive, the group behind Killing Floor. Yep. Very, very interesting interview. A lot of insight into the gaming industry and how uh, this kind of progressive wokeness has really consumed an industry that this guy has been a part of and has loved and really you know, yeah. dumped his heart into. And he I mean, talked about the f- sacrifices that him and his wife made borrowing against their house and leveraging everything that they owned to make sure that this company was able to have money when when uh, you know tough times rolled around and just to see how he was treated. It truly was disgusting to watch. It made my blood boil. Um, and uh, yeah. I've been interacting with John a little bit on Twitter. So hopefully we can schedule something with him in the coming uh, coming months, obviously. I'm, I'm sure he's getting um, you know, blown out of the water right now with, with everybody reaching out, but um, I think that would be kind of a, a cool thing to do uh, in the future. So yeah, check that out. There's a link, yeah. um, in, information in last week's episode 410 of Infection Podcast on that. Speaking of uh, kind of being canceled a little bit, uh, I want to start with this, Brian. I saw this on uh, PC Gamer this morning. Everybody's favorite, Doc, the man, you know, the the man in the arena, Dr. Disrespect, um, yeah. who has been a, what was it once an employee of, uh, was it a sledgehammer, I believe, is where he was an employee of and was actually one of the map designers during Call of Duty back in the early 2010s. Uh, he has yeah. now since uh, turned into a... Uh, what does he call himself? A worldwide superstar or some something like that? Whatever <laughs> nonsense he says. Um, he was banned from uh, Call of Duty. Now we talked about this a couple. We talked about this maybe last week or the week prior. Um, uh, you know, voice chat and proximity chat. And you have to sign this code of conduct 
when you uh, launch Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty. And uh, it talks about treating everybody with respect, having integrity, and you know, so on and so forth. So they have some rules that they follow. Apparently, he, um, back on the 24th, was streaming and uh, made some comments in voice chat um, that I guess were a bridge too far for Call of Duty, and uh, they banned him. So one of the most popular Twitch uh, or YouTube streamers at this point um, is banned from the game for talking trash in proximity, which I, by the way, watched a documentary, a, a documentary a youtube documentary yesterday 16 minute documentary of the call of duty xbox live chat of circa 2009 when call of duty modern warfare 2 came out how it shaped a generation of gamers and uh to listen to that and watch that video and then look at some of the ridiculous comments alleged comments that uh dr disrespect made in which he was just talking trash in game as you do when you play a competitive shooter um is is pretty rich for uh, for Call of Duty, pretty stupid. Well, and that's a, and that's the thing. This is a, the term that he got banned for, from what we can tell, is one that he, he's used to say on Twitch with no issues, right? He said, and he said it on YouTube. There's plenty of people who who use the term, and it's not like it's a, it's not one of the the curse words, right? It's just a term that now they're saying anything that can be slightly misogynistic, they're yes. they're going to ban it. If you if you misgender anybody, any of that stuff, or use it, they're 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 getting this all in there, um, you know. And, and this is the thing: their gender identity, their race, their um, or their gender expression, their sexual orientation, their age, their culture, their faith, uh, their mental or physical abilities, or country of origin. They're, they're all things that you can get uh, banned for now. So, and I don't know how this. I mean, this is a pretty loose. The term that you he is, is is a pretty loose, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, tie in to all of this because he's not literally referring to the the female anatomy of, of a woman. Yes, right. He could say he's calling them a cat. Um, oh, there was know, a whole march about. Say, there was a whole there was a whole march using this word. They occupied Washington D.C. Yeah, for they like had four hats, days in twenty seven. They have hats. Yes, they're nasty women. I just according to some. I, of I them, just. Yeah, so maybe he was just calling him one of those, you know, those strong women from that march. I, I, who yeah. knows? It could have been a compliment for all we yeah. know. So um, UGX Vibe is hitting us up with the 58-month resubscription saying the doc is pretty disrespectful, uh, you know, added, ma- matching up to his name there, Dr. Disrespect, and the new COD is pretty awesome, one of the best, and I have to agree with both of those statements, uh, specifically that the new COD is freaking sick. Uh, we've been playing a lot yeah. of it, Warzone, the DMZ mode is all right. Uh, it's not my favorite. The multiplayer, I think, is really good. The gun game is really good. They they have a little bit of balancing to do, but uh, in terms of a, a new Call of Duty, they uh, they've definitely done a good one with that. It's unfortunate to see that uh, he was banned for this um, when ninety percent of the lobbies I'm in have words that are significantly uh, more shocking course, yeah. and uh, disrespectful. Than, uh, than the word that he decided to use, which is the word to describe a female cat. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, the saga of Dr. Disrespect. He was set to play in a $100,000 tournament, by the way, in like less than a week. Um, obviously, he won't be doing in that because he's playing in that because he's banned. So maybe this was some collusion to uh, get him out of the tournament. Guess we'll have to wait and yeah. see. 
that's 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 too bad. Well, we'll see. We'll see if he actually changes. Is the the main thing is because he used proximity chat to do it. It's not yeah, which that he is can't funny. Stream and say these things. Yeah, but he used proximity chat. So we'll see if he cuts out the proximity which, chat. It, which I, or may, let me hey, just, what about those new? Oh, good. But let me say this: Why are the, why do they even offer proximity chat if that's the concern? If the goal of yeah. proximity chat is not to talk trash and berate people that you're playing with, why do they have it? What are you going to do? Build a friendship in proximity chat in Warzone, or build build a build a friendship in DMZ? No, the only point is in there yeah. is to talk shit to other people. That's literally the point. Why would well, why do you? They're going to have it? to use Riot's new AI that kind of bleeps out things that automatic offensive. That's what it's, yeah. That'll be that way. You don't have to worry about what you're saying. Just have it to where people can tune out and see you know oh i don't want to be offended today i don't want to hear about politics i don't want to hear about the the, the next president of the united states i don't want none of this but you could by the way so, you can also turn proximity chat off as a user for example i have proximity yeah. chat turned off because whenever i'm playing call of duty i'm typically in uh, a discord server so i don't ever interact in proximity chat i don't want to hear proximity chat and i don't care for it so i just turned it off not yeah. because i'm so intolerant that i you know i can't handle somebody calling me the f slur which, by the way, has been levied at me numerous times in the recent Call of Duty when I did have proximity chat on, which is totally fine. I can yep. handle it. Uh, it's not my fault. You suck at the game. But um, <laughs> that is uh, that's uh, the the latest saga with uh, Doctor Disrespect. Um, kind of in the similar vein, Brian. Um, we are kind of running out the clock uh, in terms of the Activision Blizzard Microsoft merger. Uh, this was yeah. announced back. Um, what, probably six or seven months ago? Um, now, maybe even more than that. Maybe eight or nine months ago um, when this was officially announced. It's a $44 billion deal um, for, the, for Microsoft to purchase Activision Blizzard. And a new article is out, a report out of Politico, uh, that claims that the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, is likely to pursue an antitrust lawsuit to prevent Microsoft from taking over Activision Blizzard. Uh, the political story yep. cites a source, take that for what it's worth, with insider knowledge of the FTC's operations. Someone who who's say familiar that, with the uh, topic? Is that you know, some, you know, it's, it's, it's somebody's cat who is familiar with their person's Instagram follower that works at the FTC, and they say that they are skeptical of Microsoft's argument as um, why it's not considered antitrust. Um, now, it is yeah. important to note that the FTC has already been meeting, or uh, the FTC commissioners have not been met with anybody as of right now, and there's no formal complaint. So they haven't talked to Microsoft, they haven't talked to Activision Blizzard, They have this is all insider reporting. Um, yeah. Under the current FTC chair, whose name is uh, Linda Con Lena Khan. She has vowed to be tougher on uh, acquisitions, specifically in the tech field. You could look at the recent uh, attempt for NVIDIA to purchase ARM as an uh, as an example yeah. of that. But um, boy, this ought to be real interesting, Brian. If for this, if this deal doesn't go through, um, I don't know what happens. I really don't. Well, and because here's, here's an interesting thing. Just as a side note, like the NVIDIA and ARM thing. It's amazing how quickly things can change. Because if you look now, people are saying AMD's video cards are better, and that they're they're performing better. And and people are they, 
at the time when they're doing trying yeah. to do this merger, everybody was like, "Oh, Nvidia is unstoppable. Nothing can stop <laughs> yeah, Nvidia." Everybody, <laughs> you know, and 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 now you turn around, you're muted. I lost your lost your audio, Brian. Well, hopefully we can get reconnected with Brian. I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm not sure why Brian's uh, why we lost Brian's audio. Um, but looking at the uh, this merger here, it is very interesting to note that, yeah, as Brian mentioned, that the you know Nvidia is going to take over the world. They can't purchase ARM, and now it's forty uh, nineties melting. I still don't hear you for some odd reason. Uh, it looks like your microphone is muted. Um, try it again. Hello. Well, um, this is uh, <laughs> this is media at its finest, I guess. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see if we can get reconnected. Um, we'll see if we can get reconnected with Brian and, and see what's going on with that. But um, looking at what's going on here, it it's, goes back to January when Microsoft announced that they would be purchasing Activision Blizzard for uh, 6.8, I had the number wrong there, $6.8 million. And uh, now it looks like the FTC is going to potentially jump in and, um, and to, you know, try to put a bit of a, a bit of a kibosh on that. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what they decide to do with that. Um, again, nothing formal has been started and, um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Um, try to get reconnected with, uh, with Brian. I'm not sure uh, why all of a sudden the audio has, uh, has dropped out for him, but we'll, we'll try and get reconnected with him here, uh, in a few minutes. Uh, so w going down that rabbit hole with a couple of the things that we are following there, um, they have been pushed and questioned, you know, why are some of these things happening? Why, uh, why would the FTC be looking at something like this and why would, um, a trade deal like this or a merger like this potentially be, um, stopped? Well, a whole bunch of things. Sony, of course, is you know is obviously not going to be a fan of this. They are uh, the you know, the second biggest console manufacturer. They are not going to be jumping for joy for some sort of acquisition here between um, Microsoft and, and Activision Blizzard. Um, you've got other games like Skyrim and Elder Scrolls and some of these other games um, that are so massive that could be huge, huge problems for uh, for some of these other consoles and, and other manufacturers. Um, Brian, are you reconnected with us? Still don't hear you. Can you please refresh? That would be uh, re refresh. Do a refresh if you can. Uh, so we can we can try and get reconnected. All right, um, is that better? Yeah, yes, yes. I, okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was you or me. I was like, I cannot hear you. I was sure if it was no, your it was. Mic. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but um. That but was yeah, on. So that's All right, uh, cool. I don't know where I cut off, but I'm sure you finished it perfect. Yeah, I I, I just rambled for the last five minutes, making probably no <laughs> uh, coherent sense at all. Nevertheless, we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens of this. The U.S. is not the only one that has um had an issue with this thus far. I know. There's been some blowback in, I want to say it's the EU maybe, um, and or, or maybe it's in Europe. I don't. It's some someplace over in Europe where there's been a little bit of blowback already. So wouldn't be surprised to see some pushes there, pushes here in the U.S. Um, I'm sure 
Philip Spencer and some of these other high ups over at Microsoft and Xbox have got to be sweating some bullets because again they are going to run out the clock. You can you can't have a pending merger and acquisition for five years. I mean it's either going to be approved by the FTC. Did you mention? Did you mention the ten year deal they offered to Sony? No, I did not. So so they've offered to keep uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation for the next ten years to help this uh, acquisition go through. So they made that earlier this month. Um, because that's one of their, you know, PlayStation is saying, oh, well, we need Call of Duty in order for this to move forward. Uh, you know, that this is or not to, you know, we, didn't, we need it to not move forward because Call of Duty is something that's one of the biggest sellers on the PlayStation. Uh, and what, what's interesting is they start talking about, and one of their excuses is that the Battlefield franchise can't keep up with Call of Duty. So you know that because because yeah, wow. Microsoft can <laughs> Microsoft can say well you have you have Battlefield we have Call of Duty and they're saying well you know our product can't compete so therefore you have to keep our your product on our platform which I think is a really stupid excuse just because you can't make something that works as well and is as successful doesn't mean that they have to give you a copy of their game as well on your platform. Um, it's if not you want, only if you want a shooter like that, improve Battlefield to be more like Call of Duty. If you think people want that, maybe people don't like the open world style battles. It's not only a lame excuse; it's it's unfounded and it it's just stupid. I mean, it's just it, there's there's yeah. not even any relevance there. I will say this from a Microsoft standpoint: if I were them, I wouldn't extend any of these olive branches because here's the thing, Brian, and I've I think I've learned this over the last couple of years. Microsoft is trying to do what's right here. They've offered this 10-year yeah. deal to, to Sony. They've, they're offering these various things, and the FTC is still going to slap them with some ridiculous nonsense with it. I almost don't. I know why they're doing it. I understand it. But to me, it just seems like a fruitless effort. If the FTC doesn't want this to go through, which they probably don't, an argument like this is not going to change it. So to hell with it. Don't even offer it. That's my scorched well, earth so- thoughts. <laughs> That's my scorched earth thoughts. And Sony thought. supposedly kind of... Their olive branch when they got Bungie, right, was, yeah. oh, we'll keep Destiny on your platform. Well, Destiny is what, a free-to-play game that then the, there's DLCs and, and coins and other things that you could purchase, you know, and the expansions. Um, it's not really an olive branch. It's on every single platform and device. I mean, it's on computers. Um, I, I just don't see that as, I think Call of Duty is much more successful and Oh, Destiny, absolutely. I think, has a lim- much more limited shelf life than Call of, Call of, Call of Duty well, does. Call of Duty has, has been around for a long time, and, and I think that Destiny's been cooling over the past year, two years. Here's a hot take, Brian. There is not a new Destiny every 12 months. There is a new Call of Duty yeah. every 12 months. You get a brand new one every year. Some are flops. Some are great. Um, I so, think I think it was hot for a while. Destiny was, but I, it was you, know, super you, hot, you haven't yeah. heard anything. You haven't heard about it since Sony purchased it. You know, so we'll see what they what their next excuse is later. It is interesting how um, I'm looking at the most played games on Steam DB right now, and um, Destiny has fallen from where it was. It was pretty high. It was in the top top ten at least, and now you have to yep. go all the way down to 14 to find. There's still a lot of people playing it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, it's below Unturned and Ark and uh, you know, PUBG and New World and Apex and Call of Duty amazingly has 200,000 players on Steam, you know, because everybody I yeah. know has it on Battle.net. None of us have it on Steam um, and some of these other games. So, yeah, but again, I'm just surprised TF2 play- still has so many players. 
Well, I mean, Brian, how are you going to get your hats and, you know, do all the... How are you going to you you yell obscenities at eight-year-olds if you're not playing Team Fortress Well, they don't, ban any, they don't ban people like... Uh, <laughs> well, they also, they also have private servers so. that allow you to do uh, to, to, to do facilitate some of these things. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's the latest with Activision Blizzard and um, uh, Microsoft just kind of sit and wait. I, I can't imagine there'll be any huge announcements before the end of the year. But I would assume as the as the calendar clicks over to 2023 that um, yep. things will start evolving pretty rapidly because they're going to have to. This again, this can't pend forever. Uh, if it's going to happen, the and then by the way, once it's approved, then there will be a whole big process of actually merging and, and doing all of that stuff. Because until it's yep. actually done, that hasn't happened yet. Um, so so that's what we're following there. Yeah, I wanted to mention another big change that's happened here recently, not for us, but over in China. They had a their licensing deal ex, expired because there was a, a licensing deal between Blizzard and NetEase, and we've talked about NetEase in the couple, past couple of weeks. But they're uh, they were not able to come to an agreement for that license, and so uh, Diablo, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, all of those are going to be sunsetting, as they say, are being pulled out of China. Um, you know they they've been working on a number of projects over there. And I think you know, who knows how much it has to do with uh, maybe licensing and the restrictions there, or maybe China realizes, well, that's taking away from a company here, you know, and, and they figured they can, they can cut it out. But it, for some reason they asked for more uh, than what they were willing to give. And, and so they're pulling it out of China, which is a huge, I mean, China's as, as Daybreak figured out was a huge uh, market. A lot of people, well, and that was a 14-year partnership that they had between the two two companies. Yeah, and this is uh, there's a new WoW expansion that's either out right now or is Dragon, coming out. It, of, it just released. Yeah. Okay. It, it's releasing so, right now, like this week. It's releasing. So in, in Dragonflight. It, yeah, as as you noted, this doesn't happen until January. This doesn't happen until January the 23rd. Um, but you'll have a brand new expansion out, so you'll be able to if you're a a, a gamer in China, you'll be able to play it for. Uh, a little less than uh, a, l- a little bit more than two months, I guess. Um, and then it will, uh, or a little bit less than two months, I should say. And then it'll be gone, uh, including WoW, Diablo, and uh, all of the other uh, Blizzard franchises that were licensed through Netties. Um, you know, for internet cafes and other stuff. I wonder what kind of imp. I would love to know what the WoW player base was in China, because there's. Yeah. Uh, was it popular, or was there were the Chinese players playing another MMO that was a Chinese only MMO? I don't know. Maybe this isn't a big yeah. deal. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, they may not be into it as much. But one thing that I found interesting: this is uh, Activision's response that they made to this. And they said the two parties have not reached a deal to renew the agreements that is consistent with Blizzard's operating principles and commitments to players and employees. And mm. and I I was wondering what that meant. Like what? What does that mean that China was not willing to come to an agreement that that was consistent with Blizzard's principles? I was. Well, it made me wonder what they were asking them to do. I um, bet you that it was Blizzard con- was unwilling to do. It was probably continued restrictions and lockdowns and changes and things like that 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 Blizzard just doesn't want to to put up with. And and again, you know. This is a huge market, and I understand it from a developer standpoint, from a monetary standpoint. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, at a certain point, you've got to say enough. And I think you're starting to see that. And 
I'll tell you why I think you're seeing it now versus in the past. I think similar to the scorched earth scorched earth approach that Microsoft could take to this Activision Blizzard merger, these developers are seeing that there is no wiggle room and no opportunities to work with the Chinese government. They have not essentially yeah. disallowed new video games from launching in that market for two plus, almost two years at this point. I mean, yeah. so if you're a developer like Activision Blizzard, are you going to continue putting your eggs in this basket where there's realistically no future here as things get stricter and stricter? And as yep. the country, I, mean, I did a story this morning on the on my radio show, Brian, youth unemployment in China is upwards of 20%. Yep. 20%. Yeah, that's crazy. So and they're going like to have to figure out how to got fix jobs. that internally. Their economy yep. is falling apart. You've got mass protests taking place in the street right now. You've got right now, people getting yeah. people getting welded into their buildings and then lit on fire and then burning to death in their apartment buildings because to stop COVID. I, there's just so much bad stuff going on in China right now. I would not be surprised if some of these companies start uh, start evacuating from it. And guess what? It's not like video games are going to stop existing because NetEase is still there. Tencent obviously is still there. There's a lot of these other companies that are still doing first party titles in China. But then let them do well, their first party titles in China, release everything else here in the US and across the rest of the Western world. Screw China. Well, I don't care. Well, and here and here's here's a, a telling statement from NetEase. They said the company reported that the percentage of total income in twenty twenty one from Blizzard games was in the low single digits. They're making more money from mobile games and they list off some other games that are that are Chinese games over there that they're making more money on. I, my, one thing that I think probably it came down to, I bet you that they said, for instance, in Overwatch, none of the LGBTQIA stuff, because that, that's what China would say. Oh, absolutely. Uh, people think, oh, China's stance over here in America is pro, 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 right? Because they want us to, to be subject to that, but they don't want to be subject to that there. Correct. And I bet you they said, if you're going to have, because they now have Overwatch characters that are, openly gay and and whatever um i bet you they said that's not going to happen with uh, overwatch we want a version that doesn't have any of that stuff i bet you that's the the morals or the you know the the standards and things that that blizzard is talking about yeah um i i if you want to put a prediction if, if if brian we can make a prediction for 2023 um I think you'll start seeing a, a bigger evacuation from Western companies in China, because once their economy, 20, so it's what, I just right. think once their econ as their economy continues to lapse and 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 have significant issues, it becomes less and less lucrative to put up with China's bullshit. If you're a Western developer, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. And 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 as NetEase notes, sales were trickling for for uh, Blizzard games. And from Blizzard's standpoint, they're, you know, why are we coalescing for, for, to a, a country that you know, we're just not being successful in? And probably because of there's, there's, so, there's just so many factors, so many different factors so, going on. All right. So how, how do you want this in here? 2023, companies will be. And how do you companies will, uh, I think companies will start evacuating. Western companies will start evacuating, evacuating. evacuating China. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their economy is okay. in a their economy is in a free fall right now, and there's no indication that's going to change. And that will have yeah. a huge that when you don't have any money and you've lost your job, 
I can't imagine that the video game industry is going to see a huge boom. Now, your free-to-play games might you know, do well. Um, you, know, you might get little microtransactions that trickle in here or there, but how much is a WoW DLC? 60 bucks, 60, 70 bucks? Uh, yeah, about that. Yep. Okay, if you've lost your job and you're of the 20% of young people that are unemployed, are you going to drop you know, 60 or 70 USD on a World of Warcraft expansion? I just don't think so. Or anything well, I else. I think that, that's what I'm going to be interested in to see what kind of numbers, even on the American side, this new Dragonflight, how many sales compared to previously? Because right now we're in a very low economy, a very slow economy that is not doing very well. Um, how many people are willing to pitch out 60 bucks and a bunch of time uh, to a video game when there's, you know, it seems like there's a lot more important things to be doing right now. I don't know. Maybe it's my age and the fact that I've got so much going on, but <laughs> I just don't, <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to, I don't feel like pitching out 60 bucks for a, a wow expansion, which why are they so expensive when you're paying $15 a month for the subscription in the first place? That's what I don't understand. That's what kind of gets me now about this whole, wow, uh, the DLC is costing anything. You pay $15 a month for the service to connect to it. Why do they have you buying expansions? Why don't you just have the current version of the game at all time? It's because people are willing to pay. Yeah, people are willing to pay it, but what about when they're not willing to pay it? Will you then start seeing it, and especially if this merger and everything goes through, will you start seeing um, WoW just being a part, you know, if you have the Game Pass, you either have the latest expansion, or does that cover your subscription, which would be a huge deal, because that's the whole cost of it is pretty close to that. I would think that if this merger goes through, there will be a second tier of Game Pass that will be a little bit cheaper and will combine those two things. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. And yeah, I would not be surprised. Right now, why if, pay 15 bucks a month if you play casually? Correct, which is the reason that most people haven't tried WoW. Um, and and they'll, they'll choose other MMOs like um, Amazon's. Um, uh, yep. uh, New World, not yeah. A, uh, yeah, new world exactly uh, they'll try something else um so yep. yeah interesting to uh interesting to note there with uh with china and uh and wow um let's see we're uh let's see we're a little over halfway through um where do you want to go from here all right well let's go ahead and jump to a topic that has been kind of embarrassing some news medias and that is an issue where there's been fake war footage, military footage in Ukraine, being created with Arma 3 mods. <laughs> well, it's a, uh, it a war simulator. Yeah, they'll have, they'll have videos and things uh, that show a plane flying. Remember there was that oh, whatever, the, you know, this hero pilot that was supposedly shooting down all these Russian planes. And they're like, oh, we have video. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you know, that. So the know, tracer, and, 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 the green tracers in the sky, and it was a... Yeah, and it's and this is it's nothing but Arma Three, which how, how you can't see it because the thing is such an old engine, and there's you could see the polygons practically. Well, but you know, people are like, "Oh, wow, that's so cool!" So, Bohemia Interactive has put out a uh, a, a a thing on their blog saying, "You know, please stop doing this. Please stop creating fake war footage using Arma Three. Um, you know, and this is this is something that I, I'm just surprised that. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, if if news media's are not willing to do any due diligence 
to watch the video. This is like some of those videos that you see out of China where it's like they do the simulations of what, you know, happened and it's some really yeah. low budget video of here's a reenactment, you know. Some of these videos that I've seen I'm like that's not a that's not a real war video. That's Well, it's so there's a couple of things. Can we play the video and then I have a couple of comments on it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, let's take a look. So here you go. This is uh, this is obviously in-engine footage right here. This you can easily tell yeah. is in-engine. I know those trees. But this, but see, this is how they do it. So it's being shown now. It's cropped it's and it's fuzzy. distorted and blurry, and you can't tell. It looks just like cell phone video in the distance. Um, it, it's it's very good. You, uh, Brian, if I showed you the video on the right, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. You would just think it's low resolution. Yeah, footage. The, the, for me, the, the wobble is fa is not a human hand. That would be the main thing. Yeah, the, 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 it's too predictable. Like it's the way that they're doing the hand. Way, that, that's not very realistic. Now, if they kind of edited that to smooth it out, then it would for me would seem more realistic. Yeah. Now this is a very long clip, and the thing is, normally these clips are done in a you know these are like five or eight second clips. So all you need to see is a little a little footage of something um, and and it can easily be passed. For example, that tracer footage we saw where it was these green tracers going across the sky. Yeah. So this video kind of stole some of my points. Um, but the biggest thing I would assume is that people don't know technology like this even exists. Brian, the reason you can look at that and go, oh, of course, that's Arma footage or that's video game footage is because you've played a video game. You know what it looks like. If you're a 23-year-old yeah. female who is working in an Associated Press or Reuters newsroom or some local television station in the United States and something comes across a Twitter feed or a news feed and shows this, you have no context to believe that it's not real. But you've yeah. never seen this yep. stuff in reality. You and I are all in on this. And it's, uh, well, social media has caused this problem in some regard because it forces news to be, try to be as quick as possible with the story and that causes them to get it wrong a majority of the time. Um, and a lot of where you see it though is in foreign media. Like you'll see, a, a it'll show up on Iranian state-run TV or uh, you know something like that. It's not typically airing here in the United You're not seeing these on clips on CNN typically. You're seeing it in foreign now, nations. We we did early on in the war. We did. The, the, yes, uh, we did. You are correct. With that tracer footage, made it all the way. It was amazing. Some of the ones they fell yeah. for. It. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that. Um. That original. Um. The, yeah, I'm trying to remember the little name they gave him. The the something of the. It was a, a clever little caption that they gave him. As far as I just can't remember what who it, what what they called him. The something of something. Yeah, I don't remember, but, but it, it was it's an Arma simulation uh, of just tracers, and they took that as uh, as honest um, fact, and obviously it was not. Uh, I can't find the clip right. Well, now, that's fortunate. Now, I wanted this. This I found the Arma clip. I can't find the. Oh, here it is. Here is um, here is Argent Argentina news, an Argentina news outlet showing. Uh, apparently showing some arma footage um let's see that's all real that's all real i think there yeah, we go i think this is it yeah which is just obviously fake 
But see, it's cropped like it's coming out of a cell phone. Um, it fuzzed it up a little it's bit. It's fuzzed all up. And again, if you're talking about the war in Ukraine, you're liable to, to think that that's the case. Um, but it's a video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's a video game. So now th- th- uh, that's the thing is this for the war is one thing. But now we have the deep fakes. Yes. That are much more harder to detect. They can take somebody who, uh, who is who any you know saying so, anything else. They can use a computer to then uh, affect how they look in high resolution and yes. make them say look like they're saying something else and sound like they're saying something else. And this is something that Intel is trying to prevent because this can cause big issues with markets. It, you know, if you get somebody and, and you kind of see this when. When uh, when there was the Twitter came out the new check blue check mark supposedly that was affecting markets because they had people saying oh well, we're going to do this thing that is a really bad decision for the company tomorrow you know and it made the the market crash for that at least that's what they claimed you want yeah do you want to play the audio for that because th- this one I think would be fine it's it's talking sure let's take a listen time like the one you are seeing right now because you are not the real Ekademir I am. All right, you got me. So that's a deep fake. Deep fakes since deep 2014, fake, yeah. they evolved so much. However, bad use cases were coming up, for example, in political misinformation, for adult content, for impersonation. What can we do about adult it? Adult content? Can we oh, no. Oh, no. For yeah. detection? Yeah. <laughs> the wrong face on somebody. Find what is real, what is fake. <laughs> so Intel, we built the first real-time deepfake detection platform it uses fake catcher as its core <laughs> we ask the question what is the truth in humans what makes us humans the answer is in our blood so i i, I do find it kind of ironic that intel is working on this yet they don't have ve- they don't have relevant and valid drivers for their new intel arc series <laughs> gpus and i know that they're different departments yeah. and they're completely different uh you know organizations with intel um but yeah, this this is going to be a long term problem, um, and yeah. it will just become normal. Yep. There will be a and video the that is, comes it, out of somebody, and they're going to say, "No, it's a deep fake," even if it's not. And there's really not going to well, be anyone to. Is, we argue. used. To, well, that's the problem. Is we used to generally believe what we saw in the news, if it was something that looked realistic. But I mean, especially when I grew up back in oh, the yeah. '80s, if you saw a, vi- a video that didn't look highly edited. You know, it looked clear. You assume that that's what really happened. You didn't hear any cuts in the audio that were odd. Um, nowadays, it doesn't matter if the video looks totally legitimate. You can't be guaranteed to know that that's real. And so I think this is is something that's good to have. Now, they say right now it's 96% accurate. Uh, but, you know, let's say, I, I, just a real-world example. So let's say they want to get somebody in a lot of trouble deepfake somebody into child porn, for example. Mm. Uh, you then can get somebody arrested, thrown in prison. Uh, if they're a political opposition, you can get them to where they're disgraced from from everywhere for, for something that they had nothing to do with. Um, that's the big issue that I see is then when people are being convicted of a video, when you can't trust the video anymore, m- one worry is that, they'll, that video will no longer be some, uh, admissible in court. And I think that's a bad thing. Uh, but if, if it's possible to make video that is 
you're unable to differentiate something that's fake from real anymore because AI is able to fill the gaps enough, then you, you run into a lot of legal problems. Uh, and so I think if they can come up with something that's accurate, now we're trusting them that it's accurate in every situation, and right now 96%. Yeah. But if, if they can get something that truly can tell, uh, it's it, I'm worried that it's going to be like the fact checks online. I mean, look at all these... These fact checks, it's the people doing the fact checking that are, you know, determine whether or not it's a fact. And look at how many things they were saying were, were false that ended up being true. Um, you know, it, I would almost rather have in this, if they can keep the politics out of it and make it to where it's purely catching things because they're edited, great. Um, you know, and it's not going to turn into something that's politicized like fact check has. Yeah, but I think it'll it'll it may save somebody from going to prison for a long time. You know, if if because this is can totally happen now, because I've seen some videos that look 100 percent for real to me, and and to get somebody in thrown in prison, it it doesn't have to be fact. You just have to get citizens uh, worked up. I mean, look at some of the things that have happened here in the past over politics and and uh, election years. You can get somebody put in prison if you get enough people upset about it, regardless of the facts of the case. Put enough, put a video in front of somebody that makes them mad enough. Um, you'll get somebody, you know, they'll say, we don't care anymore whether or not they're guilty. You know, we got to appease the mob. And that's where I think these would be used. Oh, absolutely. And you talk about from a political standpoint, from a you know business. I could see something like this being leveraged, leveraged against somebody like Bobby Kotnick over at uh, Activision Blizzard, who is, you know, uh, pers- uh, public enemy number one, I could see deep fakes being used against him to try and oust him from his job by disingenuous actors. So there is a lot here and it is, go- it, you know, it's, it's it, especially for individuals. And I say this about like you and I who have hundreds of hours worth of content online with video our voices, of our faces, of our, our, faces, voices, yep. our, our, our video of our faces and our voices. I, I mean, you don't even, you can, you can set up like amateur deep fakes by yeah. uploading videos like we have and do a pretty good job and, and they'll be able to make an identical yeah. copy of us saying whatever and doing whatever they want yeah well and i've been impressed with some of the ais you know they've had these new image creators and video creators based mm-hmm. on ai to where yes there's not really other than feeding things into it you're not really designing or creating anything and it's amazing some of the images that come out of that. Now, some of them are really trippy because, you know, it's creating what it thinks, you know. It Elon Musk with three, some, three fingers. Yeah, yeah, but what it, what it, but sometimes it comes with something that looks ultra realistic. And I, and I think that that's scary because a computer can, can look at, well, what would be detected in this image to make it realize that I'm fake? Okay, well, let's fix that. That's the problem is if you feed in there the criteria to catch it, it can it can then patch that criteria that would catch it. Uh, and, I, and I'm worried that the AI is going to keep ahead of what we're able to, to detect. Precisely. So um, do you have a do you have a preference on where we go after this? Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about um, I wanted to talk about the uh, Twitch for for a minute yeah. here. Um, they are there was a story out this week that they are strengthening their uh, platform and strengthening their methods to combat child predators. 
Um, in yeah. a new statement, they say that uh, these predators are not welcome and will be not to- and will not be tolerated on Twitch. What a what a bold statement. Um, but this is about two months or so after they initially highlighted the uh, issues. This was surrounding a Bloomberg report that we covered over the summer that showed that yep. this platform was rampant with individuals that were using the site who were under the age of 13 years old, which is against Twitch's TOS, um, and how they were being influenced and taken advantage of by individuals, and they were under those ages. Um, they you know, Bloomberg verified all these accounts, all these children that were using the platform technically illegally, um, and now Twitch is trying to you know clean it up. Now, yeah. The, the Twitch's definition of child, uh, you know, things that are dealing in the realm of being predatory towards a child as when you put a child in, quote, imminent harm, um, which I don't think is a majority of what's going on on the website. Um, but yeah. this is because Twitch has sh- shifted away from what they were, which was a video game streaming website. They are no longer a video game streaming website. They are back what Justin TV used to do, a live streaming website, or like Ustream yep. used to be, a live streaming website that, yes, has some video games, but is not all video games. And, yeah, and- th- these issues are going to arise when you have stuff like this on your platform. And you are openly, if you're a 12 or 13 year old boy, Brian, you're telling me you're not going to go and look at these hot tub streamers that are streaming on Twitch. Yeah, when you go well, you go to the website a, to watch Doctor Disrespect yell and scream about Call of Duty, and the next in your suggested video is some twenty three year old you know Russian girl hanging out in a hot tub. You're telling me you're not going to click on that as yeah. an eleven or twelve year old? Come on. Well, and that's that's the <laughs> issue is you know with with those suggestions. I didn't go to those streams, but when I used to look at the the front page of Twitch all the time. It would suggest to me those sites. I didn't. I didn't click on them or go to them, but it on a daily basis was trying to put them in front of me. I think because that's where their money was coming from. They're making a lot of money on those streams because they make the fifty percent cut. So they're pushing the what made money. So that gives you an idea of what's getting high usage and and making a lot of money for Twitch. Now they're really focusing on this of well, okay, if you're blocked for being under thirteen, you know, we prevent you from creating new accounts. You know, we put in phone verification requirements. There's so, 13-year-olds that have phones. I don't know how well <laughs> you can see under. this. I just opened Twitch, and I'm in incognito, so I'm not logged into an account. Look Should at what's recommended no here. Asmogold, Summit, and Amaranth. She is the Amaranth. third Every time Amaranth streamer. would be re- recommended to me. Third streamer. This is a completely, this is an incognito window with no history of the platform or anything. And she is what's recommended. Yep. I, now I'm going to see what it, she's doing before I click on her channel. Um, uh, now, now she's supposed to watch an ad because my, my ad blocker doesn't work. Uh, my incognito, so I have to watch an ad. But they're recommending. She's, she's, puppy she's supposedly cleaning up her act a little bit. You know, she said that her, her ex-husband was pressuring her into doing her all these things, extorting yeah. her and all this. And now she's been doing more regular streaming and less hot tub streams. But mm-hmm. still... When she was doing tons of hot tub streams on my page, just like that, regardless of whether I click it or not, they put the hot tub streams in front of my face or a girl jumping around working out in a skimpy outfit in front of my face. Yeah. And, you, you know, you're saying oh, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds even 
on this platform and that's the content you're pushing in their face yeah she's not doing that that on the front page she's literally at a dog park um doing puppy playtime um Mm. but now because i'm on her channel and again i'm in an incognito window it's now now recommending me other channels like hers and now it's channels like this that are popping up just two just one click off the homepage for something they're recommending leads me to this one click yep. literally uh, one click off of yep. their recommended leads me to or, or yeah click off the homepage the second click leads me to this i'm not digging for it it's that, and that's right what there. they're pushing because that's what that's what makes the money and here's the thing i don't have a problem money. with that there's no issue with it but just call it what it is then Stop trying to, to, to skirt around. But it's not even that they have to admit to it. Just come out and say, this is our platform. It's successful. It makes us a bunch of money. I don't care. I understand that it does. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Well, I think they have a hard time because this is Amazon that owns this. I think they have a hard time because they want to be restrictive on certain things, but then they, they, they realize they're not restrictive on others. Uh, you know, and I, I think that they kind of, look a little hypocritical sometimes in what they don't want on the platform versus what they're allowing and pushing on the platform. Um, One thing that they said to bolster some of these and kind of stay ahead of it, um, they updated their privacy policy, which, you know, blocked the ability to use certain search terms uh, and whisper certain things. They've also been collaborating with expert organizations about behavior on Twitch, you know, for for grooming trends, which, you know, is even a term they don't like using anymore. No, um, but you know, they had, they term. had to put it in here. Uh, well, and that's one thing is, is the, the Twitter really cracked down on this when Elon Musk came in because yep. they were allowing a lot of child porn on Twitter, uh, because, you know, in, in the name of LGBTQ and helping these people to come out, you know, these kids to come out and it ended up being grooming for children to have sex with them and using the excuse of it's helping them to realize they're gay as the excuse for having sex with children. And that was totally okay, you know, okay in Twitter's eyes at that time, because that was helping them. It was saving their lives as they would say it. Well, and I will note that Twitter was full of pornography, both legal and illegal. And I'm sure it still is. Um, But Elon Musk is making a huge effort to crack down on that. Um, and it's yeah. funny now that he's cracked down on it, Brian, or is attempting to, that now the federal government, according to the press secretary, is, quote, monitoring Twitter uh, now, yeah. uh, even after the platform has been littered with illegal I mean, content. What's good old for, Joe supposed to do for, for, for the afternoon decade. now? I mean, he's oh, yeah. ruining his day. <laughs> yeah, I guess he can't go to Twitter anymore. Yeah, it's sad. Sad for uh, old Joey boy. Um, but, and that, uh, yeah, it's, another that's, thing. Uh, here's another, the thing. Let me, st- let me just state this on, on Twitch, and then I'll, I'll, I promise I'll stop. Um, I hope... If Twitch wants to be this um, variety website, which they're shifting away from, right? They got rid of some of those categories. They're shifting away. They're getting back. They're trying to get back to the video game website because that's where you get your uh, long-term viewers that will keep your platform running long-term. The people that are watching the hot tub streamers and the ASMR streamers, while you might get quick hits of cash, they're not your long-term audience. And if you go to the Twitch homepage now 
and do it in an incognito window, you will see a lot less of that content being served on the homepage than in months past because we've done it on this show a couple of times. So they yep. obviously see that this is a problem um, and they they are obviously shifting away. Sorry. Well, and, and one other thing that they're adding is they're, they have this, they acquired Spirit AI and what it does is it does language processing uh, to help them find more nuanced classifiers for detecting harm of all kinds in written text on Twitch. Mm. Now, what they consider harmful, I mean, you could type something derogatory in chat. I assume, assume they will count that as, you know, it'll be a setting that you could put, this is derogatory and block it. But, you know, they're looking for anything. When they, they classify on here, they say classified grooming as imminent harm, as you said before. Um, you know, the, it, we'll see where this ends up going. I think anything you can do to to make it less appetizing for child predators and 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 these types of people to be on your platform is a benefit. Uh, you know, it's amazing that it took Elon Musk to come in and and to say, "Hey, well, we're not going to allow this on Twitter," and he was able to cut so much out of it so quickly. Uh, what were they doing before with the four thousand plus or twelve thousand moderators they had? Nothing. Obviously, not, not a moderating child no, they porn. Were, no, they were banning conservatives and you know Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what well, they're doing. I saw I saw something I didn't put it in our notes, but I saw the follower counts pre. Um, it was for a bunch of liberal and more conservative style people, and it showed the follower counts pre and post uh, Musk. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. You could see the follower counts just take a dip for all conservatives, but then with the uh, Democrats, not a, not they didn't sway one bit. So they're going perfectly straight. All of them dipped at once, and you tell they just dropped a bunch of their followers, and then you know they would slowly start to gain back, and then uh, it, it would happen every however many months. Just for some reason, the conservatives would get a user dump, and now um, you you and you saw after Musk took over, like they just skyrocketed to Republicans and the Democrats losing a ton of followers, and you could also see what is interesting. You could see the fake followers where a certain ones would buy fake followers because in one day, like it would be 50,000 plus uh, new followers, you know, on their accounts. And it just, it, it shows you there was definitely something happening before where they were doing something to certain type of accounts and not to others. Because if, if it were some sort of a purge, it would happen on both sides. It wouldn't be just one side. Hmm. Yes. So. Lots of, uh, lots of very interesting things that they're up against right now. All right, do we uh, are we out of time or do you want wait, let's show one more cuz this was sure, Amazon yeah. I wanted to show yeah, just one thing cuz this is something the AWS is working on a little more lighthearted to uh, end the show on but Amazon AWS is working um on a realistic uh kind of city simulator and AI of, of people in cities and and using some of the world maps you know uh, the satellite imagery where you know they they fill in the buildings and you go through to simulate having just a million, for, uh, for instance, pedestrians walking in a place. Uh, I, if you want, you can kind of skim through that. I don't remember how long the video it's only is. Two, it's only two minutes. Okay, yeah, if you want to play. I think it's just music going in there. But they're, they're doing crowds. So Ucrowds is a software that does this. Um, and it, it goes through and, and creates where you can spread these people across these servers. You see how it's kind of seamless? 
Oh, this uh, it's, this it's this they, this right here reminds me of Atlas. This is literally what the Atlas middle for, of the Atlas map look like, except it looks like it works. Except for I don't I don't see, yeah I don't see the person there like <laughs> as they go across yeah, the border. A seizure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is literally yeah, the I mean, Atlas. That's map. the only issue. <laughs> but that's what they were trying to accomplish with Atlas. But the problem is the load times didn't work out right, and so you no, can see here they're all. loading in satellite imagery, and then they're populating it with people to create kind of a, a realistic type of a simulation of the number of people, I guess, in that demographic. You can see this is not a realistic flow of people and layout. Um, but yeah, they're, they're kind of testing the limits of the software under AWS to create these big, huge worlds. You know, this is with animations of people. You got to think a million oh, Vegas. characters animating and doing all this individually is, is a lot going on at once yeah. for a computer to handle. Um, but if you imagine that those aren't just people, but those are animal AI, um, various maybe birds flying around, objects in a wind being a thing is affecting objects with wind, real time wind, you can get a million things being interacted with in a scene. Uh, you know, if you want it to be ultra realistic, so you know this was something I just thought was kind of this interesting for the future watch. of video games. Yeah, the future of video games and them really figuring out how do we... Because that's what we've really been limited before in video games. And this is one of the things I remember bringing up when they started talking about gaming in the cloud. Uh, I, 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 my thing was, well, imagine what they can do with AI. Remember me? Yeah. I don't know if you remember me talking about that. Uh, because that's your big limitation. You can only have so many connections going to a home internet connection and being able to send the details in a networked environment you're sending a million updates about a million things in real time, you're going to clog up anybody's home internet connection. You're going to have to do those. And, and with AWS and, and gaming in the cloud, you'll be able to see those without having it bombard. All you're getting is a video stream. Um, and so I think that that's where this is going to go because you're still going to struggle to have a million th th that then be of streamed course. and say, oh, well, here's the position of a million people on your screen. They can't. They have to do it in the cloud, which means you're not getting a realistic uh, sending of, of the location of each of these objects. You're going to have to get a video. So it's got to be for cloud gaming and things happening with a, a remote view. You're just seeing what's happening. Hmm. So, but this is, yeah, Sim, Sim Crowds is, uh, it's Ucrowds is the company. Sim Crowds is, is the software that they used. But it takes in all of these, these systems you can program in. One thing that they're using it for as an example, is um, social distancing even, you know, with the whole COVID thing. I think that's probably why they started doing it originally is they wanted to simulate a way to fit as many people into maybe a convention center while still maintaining social distancing. Um, I think even in better is, let's say you have a concert hall, you want to figure out the best way to build your halls and flows of people to be able to get people in and out as quickly as possible without with the least chance of something crazy happening. You know, this is the kind of simulation things that I think will be initially used for this is how do you get the flow of a convention center to where everybody sees all the products and, you know, it doesn't feel uh, jammed in there. I think it's going to be less about COVID now because that's kind of starting to pass, thankfully. So. Agreed. All right. Man, that's, that's all I had unless there's something else you wanted to touch on before we head it out No, here. sir. I think we are good to go. All right, well, if you want to find me, you can get me at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor, Getter Truth Social, uh, or at Boise Computer on Twitter. 
If you want to check out my blog, it's biteoftech.com. And of course, if you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, uh, you can check out everything else. Uh, if, if you go to the Discord server, that's one thing is we have a news channel on there. Uh, if you want to post a link to a news topic, something that you think is relevant to the show, we'll review that before the next show. Uh, also, we've got ARC servers, maybe for the holidays, a little bit of time off. Hey, Tag, thank you very much for the subscription. 21 months in a row. Uh, but if you uh, are maybe going to be having some downtime during the holiday, being at home, uh, make sure you jump into one of our ARC servers or Conan Exile server, play with some friends. Got a, a lot of mods on there and things to for quality of life. Uh, also, a perfect way to contact us. If you want to watch the show, Twitch and YouTube, or, of course, after the fact, we've got all our podcast forums down there. And uh, those are, we do not record stream onto those live but once we're done nick uploads a copy of that we post the show notes on there and that's the perfect way that maybe there's a video that you want to see if you are listening to this show and you're wanting to go see some of the videos that we showed in today's uh episode you can just go to the show notes and we'll have links to each of those videos so you can go check them out without having to watch the whole video uh to find where we were we were seeing that and uh, of course if you want to support us there's a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support Yep, and as you just mentioned, thanks Tag and UGX Vibe for hitting us up with the uh, resubscriptions here on Twitch. Greatly appreciated, gentlemen, and uh, thanks for your continued support over. Um, what it'll be? Uh, what it'll be eight years in January? Yes, so I think so. Yeah, it's been going February. A long time. We'll, have to, we'll have to go back and pull up the archives. I think it's February but, is when yeah, we actually eight started years. our episodes. Wow, I was a young lad. Yep. you probably would. Yeah, you you would have been accused of. Uh, Never mind. Uh, all right, Brian. <laughs> Brian thanks as totally, always. I, I was totally innocent. Totally innocent. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Okay, we'll talk uh, to you later. If you guys want to check me out, you can do that on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. We're back on our Twitter account as well at Infection Cast. I think is our Twitter name. Uh, yeah, at Infection Cast on Twitter. Uh, we didn't use it for uh, months and months because of the nonsense um but the um but with things changing we're back on the platform so you can check us out there you can check out my uh, daily antics by visiting my website nickcraig.com if you missed any portion of this program you can check out show notes and the links to everything that we talked about on our website it's infectionpodcast.com thank you so much for joining us everybody have a great week we'll see you next time